0: Welcome back to the FPL Draft Hub Podcast. In this episode, we're ranking the goalkeepers. Welcome back to the FPL Draft Hub Podcast, podcast dedicated to the official FPL Draft Game. My name's Mitch, and I'm your host for part two of our player rankings update. In this episode, we are looking at the goalkeepers. So if you didn't check out part one, which was episode 51. Uh, in that I ranked the top 30 strikers currently. Uh, in this one as I said I'll be looking at the goalkeepers and then there'll be another couple of episodes going through the midfielders and defenders. The format is pretty simple. I will go through uh, I will go down the list starting with my top choice all the way down to my 20th pick. Uh, I'm doing 20 because I'm basing this on a standard 10 person draft league so, uh, 20 would be drafted in all. If you want to see the, the list of names up on screen whilst I'm going through them, uh, the list is, is laid out for you on fpldrafthub.com, so just head over there to see it or alternatively click the link in the description box and you'll be able to uh, to see the list in front of you. The keepers are fairly easy to rank, so let's get into it. <laughs> So, obviously, goalkeepers get the majority of their points from clean sheets, um, but they also get points for saves, and they get points for saving penalties, and they also get the odd the odd few points for getting an assist. So, when when ranking goalkeepers, it's not quite as simple as just picking the ones that are going to get the most clean sheets. Though on the whole, that is pretty much what you need to do. But as you get into the into the more average keepers and the lower ones, sometimes the guys playing for the worst teams uh, actually end up getting more points than some of those mid-level goalkeepers because they're picking up far more save points. But anyway, starting with number one, my first choice keeper at the moment is Mendy for Chelsea. Six clean sheets already, uh, 53 points, So he's leading the way. I think Chelsea are the best defensive unit in the Premier League at the moment. Um, As I said, most clean sheets does not always equal uh, best goalkeeper, but I think it's not a bad way to go. And especially with Mendy, I'd be surprised if he doesn't end up with the golden glove. And as such would be my choice if I had free choice over all the keepers. In second is Edison for City also has six clean sheets not far behind in the defensive standings, um, but you know he is my favourite keeper to watch. Not that that you know, not that he spends much time on the ball, but when he does, he's always looking to spread it well, and some of those passes are just sublime. Of the keepers to have pretty much played every game, he has made the least saves with just twelve. Compare that to Tim Krul with the most, who's who's made forty saves already. Even Mendy has made twenty eight saves this season, and that's. Um, you know, that's where Mendy's 10 extra FPL points have come from already. This is worth noting because you are really all in on clean sheets with Edison, with the occasional penalty save or assist. In third, uh, the third of the obvious big three keepers is Allison for Liverpool, um, just lagging behind slightly on five clean sheets. Um, but an obvious number three, Not, not really much more to say. In fourth and fifth, it's a bit of a toss-up between the North London keepers. Um, Both are on 46 points at the moment. Um, Ramsdale has gotten there in two less games compared to Lloris. Lloris will now be operating in a Conte team and one would expect or hope that defensively Spurs improve. Uh, Lloris has four clean sheets already, but three of them came from those opening three games before teams actually realised that Spurs weren't actually very good. Um, Spurs have actually kept clean sheen every Premier League game under Conte so far. So maybe Lloris is the most desirable keeper of the lot. Um, but with the Conte factor, that's why I've just gone with Lloris in fourth. So then fifth is Ramsdale. The move to bring in Ramsdale pre season seemed odd to me as I've generally been impressed uh, with what I've seen from Leno and it just didn't seem a spot that they needed to upgrade. But Arsenal obviously didn't feel that way and it didn't take much for Ramsdale to be brought in. Uh, in game week three after they shipped seven goals in the opening two games. Since then he has five clean sheets out of nine decent safe points and I think the recent form has been uh, in part due to the stability in team selection particularly at the back. Arsenal do have a tough run of fixtures up to Christmas but overall I think they'll have one of the best seasons in years from a defensive standpoint. Support for the FPL Draft Hub podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they've just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawmower 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide with this exclusive offer for FPL Draft Hub listeners. You can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code DRAFTHUB when you enter that at the checkout at manscaped.com. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I'm really impressed by the performance, the craftsmanship and just the whole experience. It allows you to customize your trim with additional guard lengths with sizes one through four. 4.0 also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. If you've been using the same shaver to sort out your beard and your balls, you've been doing it all wrong. Nobody wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. As I said at the beginning, get 20% off and free shipping with the code DRAFTHUB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code DRAFTHUB. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. So carrying on the list in at number six is Martinez for Aston Villa disappointing start for Villa but he's managed to still come out as the fifth best performing goalkeeper after 11 weeks. A penalty save in game week nine makes the points total look more respectable than it probably is but I think Aston Villa are sure to improve and we know from last season what a good keeper he is. At seven is Fabianski. West Ham are flying and have some good individuals at the back. Three clean sheets is probably a bit disappointing so far. But they've only conceded 13 goals overall, so you'd expect them to convert their performance into more clean sheets as we move forwards. In at number eight, the standout performance so far, joint second overall with five clean sheets is Southampton's McCarthy. It wasn't long ago that Southampton couldn't even decide if he was a, a starter or not. and Here they are with one of the best defensive records in the league up to now. I never rated Jan Westergaard particularly highly, so it doesn't surprise me to see that their defence is now liberated in his absence and performing well. I have no qualms putting him here as my 8th overall keeper. At number 9 is David De Gea. He's here, probably more on reputation and brand name alone, to be honest. Definitely a bias I bring to draft day and waivers in general, which can be my undoing. As it stands though, how often would you start him or a Man United defender? My nan could do a fairly reasonable analysis of the defensive failings of late, which are obviously largely down to the issues with the system. But I think individual qualities uh, are probably being overlooked a bit too kindly. De Gea himself started the season well, I thought. But even for him, the individual errors are starting to appear and it looks like anyone can score against them on their day unless you're Spurs. At 10 is uh, Gator for Crystal Palace. Everyone has noticed that uh, Crystal Palace actually attack teams now, but not many have commented on the retained solidity at the back. Even a Roy Hodgson team would struggle to concede just 14 goals after 11, and Vieira should be applauded for that. Chiate has been moved back into central midfield. Mitchell and Ward are still the fullbacks, and then it's a new centre-back partnership of Gaye and Anderson, which has looked very good. Gays look more impressive than 80 pounds Harry Maguire so far this season and there should be plans to move him out of the England under-21 setup sooner rather than later. It was a toss-up with uh, Sanchez and Gator for the last spot in the top 10 but seeing as Sanchez is suspended for a couple of games now, I uh, gave it to Gator. Brighton have looked better this year, at least from a results point of view but probably still need to score more goals. We know they're a solid defensive unit though and he's a decent keeper to have. In at 12 is Saar for Wolves, just two clean sheets, but uh, cruising along nicely on 40 points. That points total is inflated by game week six performance in which he got a clean sheet, six saves, an assist, and all three bonus points for a 14-point haul. Defensively, Wolves should improve slightly from here, but by how much, I'm not entirely sure. At 13 is Jordan Pickford. I just don't like Pickford. He annoys me just looking at him, and he's always made saves Look better than they actually are. Um, I think he's a pretty average keeper and England need to find the next bloke as soon as possible. 14 is Casper Schmeichel. Just one clean sheet after 11 games. Leicester have just been terrible defensively this season. You know, even Norwich have two clean sheets so far. Schmeichel is second behind Krull in terms of total saves, which tells you he's not being protected very well. There have only been two games in which he hasn't picked up a save point and still he's only 18th overall in terms of overall FPL points from goalkeepers. In at 15 is Brentford backup keeper Fernandez. Uh, Rea was going along nicely and was easily the pick of the bunch when it came to the newly promoted keepers. But is unfortunately now out for most of the season with knee ligament damage. I know... Next to nothing about Fernandez, but Brentford had managed three clean sheets uh, and shipped only 14 goals at the back before he came in. So as long as he is a safe pair of hands, he should be okay. Definitely an easy move to make if you own Drea and are now looking for a suitable replacement. At 16 and not last is Tim Krul. He's an he's a okay keeper. You know, Norwich are bad. The good news is that um, we know they can keep a clean sheet on the odd occasion and we know Krul is pretty decent value for save points he is what he is I think there are definitely worse second keepers to have and I'm about to go through them now so at 17 is Melier for Leeds Uh, just one clean sheet this year Uh, he occupies that unappealing area for keepers in FPL where you're unable to keep a clean sheet and you also don't make many saves so Not very consistent with points and not a keeper I'd look to in a hurry. At 18 and a massive, massive fall from grace is Nick Pope for Burnley. The uh, FPL goalkeeper legend from a couple of years ago has not had a very good season so far. And he now finds himself uh, in that zone I was mentioning of very few save points and very few clean sheets. He's one of the worst performers out of the regular starters uh, in terms of goalkeepers and Burnley's time in the Premier League looks to be running out if they can't find a way to get back to their steely ways. Pope still stands out because of his previewed record, but it's really not looking good at all this year. And I I bet there are a lot of managers that went slightly too high on Pope in the draft. At 19 is uh, Ben Foster. Uh, No clean sheets so far. If you're looking to find out what a clean sheet is I would not recommend subscribing to Ben Foster's YouTube channel granted he didn't play until game week 5 but since then they've conceded against everyone and bringing up the rear is uh, Darlow for Newcastle no clean sheets not much to say here they've conceded the most goals um, definitely the uh, the worst option out of all the bunch <laughs> So that's it for this episode. Um, Pretty straightforward going through the goalkeepers. I don't think there'll be too many controversial picks in there. And besides, most people will have their goalkeepers pretty much set and forget once draft day is over. Um, Probably just the guys that drafted Raya or people that went a bit too high on Henderson for Man United probably had to then try and scramble around for a replacement in the waivers. But generally they're they're fairly set. The only real way they come into play at the moment is uh, as part of a trade. They can be quite a seemingly low risk way to, to pad a trade out if you want to just eke out a little bit more value either way. But otherwise, as I said, they're, they're pretty much yours for the season. If you haven't already, please head over to FBLDraftUp.com and sign up there so you can get personalized stats for your team and league. It's completely free, uh, constantly adding new features. And the best way to show support for the podcast and the site is by lending us your ears for the pod and spending some time on the website to show us that you appreciate it. Don't forget, if you are considering uh, purchasing anything from Manscaped, uh, maybe for yourself or for... A loved one as a, as a Christmas present, then that code is DRAFTHUB, which gets you 20% off and free shipping. Following this, there will be, as I said, another couple of episodes going through the defenders and midfielders. Uh, and also before the weekend, there will also be the usual game week preview. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be pretty busy with podcasts over the next week or two. Really, this is all just prep for the busy festive period where it gets to that point in time where pretty much matches are still going on and the waiver window is virtually overlapping because the game weeks are so close together but it's all good fun so stay tuned for the next episode likely coming out in the next day or so Uh, and as always stay shook